Yo, 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 what's going on? The brothers, the sisters, the people, the family. What's up, man? I'm back at it <clears throat> on this dreary Sunday afternoon. And so today we are going to be discussing um, the hypocrisy in um, <clears throat> the sports world. And I'm and when I say the sports world, I mean all aspects from media to the players to the owners. So <clears throat> if you've been living under a rock, um, if you know about Ume Udoka, he's um, come under fire the last few months. No, <laughs> I said the last, the last few weeks, I meant to say he's come under fire the last few weeks. Um, for having a um, relationship with a staffer and he violated Celtics policy um, about having extra relationships with, you know, about sleeping around in the workplace. So essentially, um, he essentially got fired. They suspended him for a year, but he got fired. Because they're not going to bring him back. And I think that he won't be able to coach again. <clears throat> and my whole thing was. Robert Sarver. The owner of the Suns. And I discussed this previously. Did not get the same coverage. You know they was investigating him a whole year ago. And it was people. Well he was always nice to me. Yeah he was nice to you because he was signing your damn checks. Uh, Shaq. He was signing your checks, but motherfuckers been complaining about him since 2004. So that's going back 18 years that he's on that team. They've been complaining about him. And see, let me tell you something. When you get these, <clears throat> these tech giants, these dudes that was in tech, uh, you know, these, these computer giants, these guys that was into um, <clears throat> technology, selling stuff online as far as... <clears throat> making software and all that stuff they really are kids at a playground when it comes to owning the nba team they want the status more more so than they actually care about being owners care about putting good product on the um on the court care about anything they don't care about nothing he had a six-year run with Steve Nash. And then after Steve Nash left in, in, in 2012, they were in perpetuity and so they got Chris Paul. They were horrible. They was picking in the top 10 all those years. So you're going from 2012 to 2021. So you're looking at nine years, y'all were in perpetuity. Y'all didn't, y'all weren't good. Nobody wanted to come play for y'all. Nobody was going there. You know what I mean? So when you're dealing with these type of people and I call them these geeks, they don't actually know what it means to be an owner. They just want the status. Oh man, look, man, I own the, 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 the Phoenix Suns or I own the Lakers or I own the Clippers, whatever the case may be. They don't care about being an owner. They care about that money. And when you win an owner of an NBA franchise, you're in it for money, just like the players are in it for money. But at the same time, it's also entertainment. 
So at some point, the players realized, listen, I got to be entertaining. That's how I get paid. That's the only reason why these people was coming to the um, coming to the stadium or the arena is to see me. They're only coming to see you. They're not coming to see the owners. They're not coming to see the GMs. They're coming to see the players. And see what happens is these GMs, these owners, they want to be more in the forefront than the players. So what I'm starting to figure out when I'm starting to realize is Robert Sarver was an elitist, a white supremacist, and, and, and for lack of a better term, a sexist because... Um, <clears throat> he was pulling his, his Johnson out in front of women and, and telling them they had to be built this type of way and they couldn't have big butts and they can only have boobs and he just want a bunch of big titty flat ass white women and I hate to say that but that's the truth and, and, and essentially that's what the, the, found, the findings reported the investigation presented these facts I'm, I'm not saying this out of my ass you know what i mean i'm not saying that, i'm not pulling this out the air this shit is what was been said in the reports you know what i mean this is this was being reported that he was a misogynistic pig um that he was a racist and that the, the racist part already i don't care about the rest of that stuff the racist, once you racist, it, it seems like everything else just falls into place. I'm not surprised by anything else that they say about you. So he he gets in, you know, he, he turns into this rule by iron fist type of guy. And then he's um, asking players, why can't I say nigga or whatever? And it, it was just a bad, a bad finding. Ime Udoka just slept with somebody. Him and Nia Long have an open, so-called open relationship. He didn't cheat on Nia Long. At, by no means, he did not cheat on her. They were engaged. They've been engaged for the, what, the last 10 years? Since 2007, they've been dating. They got a 10-year-old son. They've been messing with each other for, thir- for 15 years. It's, they're in an open relationship. It's not that he didn't want to get married. She don't want to get married. And, and for lack of a better term, she's still for the streets. In my opinion, if you don't want to get married to a man of that high profile, what he did this year, there's something wrong with you. But I'm not getting into their personal life. I don't care. But my point being is she did not get cheated on. If they have an open relationship, she was not cheated on. That means she okayed what he did. And she's going to stay with him. But we're off of that. So the difference between the two is the coverage. The Ime Udoka story is kind of like dying down like Robert Sarver did. Um, the Brett Farr story, I talked about that. That's also in the cusp of this. But all of these things are in the sports world, in that little bubble of entertainment. And like I said, my problem is everything is not covered equally. 
my problem being is it's between black and white. There's no gray area. It's either you're black or you're white. And that's how things are. And people need to just accept that. Well, everything it is about race. Um, a former, you know, a former NBA player. And this segues into the reason I did this quick podcast. Um, what is his name? Caleb's no. Um, hold on, y'all. Adrian Payne was a former NBA player. Um, he got killed trying to help a female who was getting beaten. By her boyfriend. And nine times out of ten, this said female left with the boyfriend at the he was murdered. And I tell people this all the time. Stay out of domestics. If you see something, call the cops. Do not get involved because you will die. The best thing you can do from a distance is call the cops because you don't know if they're gonna stay together. You don't know what's going on. So gets into a scuffle with the guy, the guy shoots him, kills him. They report it on ESPN. This also segues into my next point. Malika Andrews, the the winch that they've been giving hell the last two weeks, as she rightfully so deserves. She gets on national television and, oh, no, we can't talk about this. We have to stop. We can't talk about this and all these other type of things and blah, blah, blah. No, we can talk about it and we will talk about it. Because the woman is absolved in all of this when they both made a conscientious decision. It was con- it was consensual as well to have a she had an extramarital affair. She was married. And then Ime Yudoka just start going off the deep end. Um, we don't know the details. We don't know how true any of this stuff is. When they said that he was recorded, you know, making unwanted comments. They fired the girl in June and then he gets suspended for you fired essentially because he's never going to coach again. But my thing was, she, well, all the details haven't come out. It's enough details that came out. The woman needs to be held accountable, not just him. It's not like he raped her or anything like that. It wasn't rape. It wasn't sexual assault. It was consensual. So now that it's consensual, it's still, I still had to wait for the details, but if they, Accused him of rape, she would have ran with that. But for the purposes of Adrian Payne, he gets killed. They report it, and she talks about the sexual assault that happened in, uh, uh, allegedly happened in 2010. Well, the case never went to trial. It's no need for you to even bring this up. Just like she did that to the new substance head coach. Well, he had a problem, a couple fights in 2006 and 2009, and I'm looking like, at what point do we start to understand that a lot of these black women that are in these positions like Malika Andrews, they do this all the time. This is nothing new. This is nothing that's going to change. It happens because they get put in those positions of power. It goes to their head and they think they're better than men. 
And I'm not talking, and, I, and I'm strictly talking about feminists, feminists, feminazis. That's what I'm strictly talking about. Women that put their vagina before logic. And that's what they do. They think with their vaginas. They say men think with their penis. No, they think with their vaginas. The biggest problem that I see and that we face in these times, in this age, is fighting off the gender wars that they're trying to start. And, and let me get this straight. The gender wars are not in real life. It's always on the internet or they always trying to portray it in the media. You know, I just talked about Tiffany Cross. I'm not going to speak about that. That's in another episode, but I'm bringing her up as a point of reference. They try to start these things and they do it in the media. Like I said, the hypocrisy in the sports world is I'm going to trot these athletes out in front of you. They better be good boys because as soon as they say something I don't agree with, they're going to get fined. They're going to lose endorsements. And just like LeBron, he said something about Tory Lane's music. He didn't say nothing about that man as a person. He didn't say nothing about that man as it pertains to his case with Meg Thee Stallion, which I think he will be vindicated on. Because I think that that case is going to show a lot of people that Meg is not who we think she is. And I'm going to leave it at that. But these people, oh, look at LeBron and da 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 That man likes that man's music. It's nothing wrong with it. I'm supposed to stop listening to his music. And it's not proven that he shot her. It's just hearsay that he shot her. It has not been proven yet in the court of law. So what the public does is when the pub in the court of public opinion, you're already found guilty. So that's what they run with. They're running with that now. So now we're living in these social media times where going viral um, is more important than actually reporting. They don't report unbiasedly. They report based on bias. And when I say that is Robert Sarver didn't get the like the coverage that he should have got. They gave that to Ime Udoka. And I think this is a trickle-down effect. Well, one of them motherfuckers up top, one of them white bulls got exposed as a white supremacist and a racist. So he had to get exposed. And then they sacrificed Ime Udoka because he started saying he was going to start telling on some of these owners. And like I said, them owners are in constant contact. They may own different teams. Some of them may be rivals, but they are in constant contact because they have to talk about the betterment of the league. They have to talk about the the, the paper that they're making and that they're bringing in, the product that they're putting on the, the court, trying to make the game safer and all these other type of things. But that's just like in the NFL. You'll notice in the NFL that they don't speak about their owners. A lot of the owners have been in the league for years. Jerry Jones has owned the Cowboys since 1989. Robert Kraft has owned the Patriots since 1996. These owners have been there for years. The Packers are owned by the city. You know, they just have their so-called board of governors. 
but you gotta understand a lot of these owners are old white men. Most of them. There's one majority black owner in the sports world. Now I'm talking about all four major sports. MLB, NHL, NFL, and NBA. Is Michael Jordan is the only black owner out of all those four major sports. You know, some people may have minority owner, you know, minority stakes in a lot of the teams and all these other type of things. But <coughs> that should tell you something right there. So we're going to talk about Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson owned the Panthers. So, Jerry Richardson used to own the Carolina Panthers. And it was the same thing with Robert Sarver, but they didn't report this. And this is my problem. He was not reported on. It was just reported. It was just reported for a week. They talked about it for a week. Sorry about that. I dropped something. But it was reported for a couple days, maybe a week or two. And, you know, they sued him in the, I think in the middle 90s, he got sued. They sued him in the 90s for racism and they won. People won because it was something with Denny's. So it says Jerry Richardson, who owns the Panthers, have made multiple confidential payouts for workplace misconduct, including sexual harassment and use of a racial slur. They said that his conduct was treated as something of a running office joke. Male employees would knowingly ask the women whether Carolina owner had noticed them that day. Women subjected to Richardson's comments would often dismiss them with sheepish wave of hand. No one ever said anything, at least not that I heard. He was the boss. It was viewed more of a creepy old man thing. But other employees on Richardson's behavior on Jeans Day was consistent with the border pattern of disturbing and potentially actionable office behavior. On Friday, on Friday evening, the Panthers announced that they had commenced an internal investigation into allegations of of workplace misconduct against Richardson to be led by outside law firm Quinn Emanuel Rocut and Sullivan LLP and overseen by a former White House chief of staff and Panthers minority owner Erskine Biles. On Sunday morning, the NFL announced it was taking over the investigation. But this is the same thing that Robert Sarver did, the same thing that Jerry Richardson did. These rich white men 
never get in trouble. Oh, you can just go away. He's not disgraced. He's not disgraced. They allowed him to sell the team without penalty. He wasn't banned. So it's just like I said. Okay, here it goes. This is what I was looking for. So I guess Flagstar owns Denny. So in 1994, Flagstar agreed to pay more than $54 million to settle lawsuits filed by thousands of black customers. At the time, it was the largest public accommodation settlement on record in the U.S. Another bias suit brought against Flagstar in 1994, referencing Richardson personally as an actor, did not get picked up by the media. Okay, so 1994, Flagstar, yeah, which is, which owns Denny's. He was sued. He was the CEO back then, and I, I had to look for that. I'm sorry, but they have a pattern of this. So they, he told Cam Newton, you can't get tattoos, you can't get this, you better not get no piercings, and all these other things. And Cam Newton agreed to that. But see, that's what the NFL does. They make you a good old boy. The NBA makes you a good old boy too. But the difference between the NBA and the NFL is the NBA knows that if the players don't play, they won't have a good product. The NFL was more arrogant and they say, well, we put anybody out there, as long as we got a good coach in the system, anybody can play good. To me, it's bullcrap because it takes a lot more than just having a great system. You need talent to win. But I'm not talking about that. Jerry Richardson is Robert Sarver. Robert Sarver is Jerry Richardson. Two rich white men entitled and racist. All the rest of that shit don't matter because once I say you're racist, once I call you an elitist, it's over from there. All the rest of that stuff is, is an after effect of that. But again, people coming out and Cam Newton, I've never seen this. He's a coon. Well, what happened when you cooning? He signs your checks. Of course you ain't never seen none of that shit, bruh. Brother, don't be so naive to these things, brother. But like I said, the bias, the hypocrisy... And I speak on this on the regular because it happens. There's so much bias in the league. In the sports world, I won't say the league, but it's a lot of, you know, who you know. It it, it, it basically comes down to who you know. Because I'm going to tell you something. You speak against certain people in the league or certain media in the league, i.e. Stephen A. Smith, they will give you hell, man. This man has been giving LeBron hell for years because LeBron has never given him an interview. And he had to back off when LeBron won the championship because ESPN told him to. If they didn't, he wouldn't have backed off of them. See, Stephen A is very um, 
maniacal. He's very calculated. He strategizes what he's going to do and go out there. And him and Malika Andrews are the same person, even though they got into it on the show. They're the same person. Stephen A. Smith is a fence sitter. He's on this side of the fence today. He's on that side of the fence the other day. And it depends on when it's convenient for him to be where he's at. You get what I'm saying? So, what I was saying was the the, the coverage, especially with the Brett Favre thing, taken from the poorest people in the country. Nobody's nobody's reporting that. And like I said, and like one thing I believe that Stephen A. Smith said that was a good thing is he gets to decide and hide instead of answering these questions about what the hell went on with the funds. And then the people connected to him, one of the motherfuckers just got in trouble for embezzlement of $74 million. So a lot of that is going to come out soon. So, man, you know what? Like I said, man, with the biasness and everything that's going on. Black folks, stand on your square, stand on business. That's all I'm going to say. Peace, love, prosperity. I'm out. I love y'all.